Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Um, we've got a pretty special episode today, I think. Pretty highly anticipated episode, which is so weird to say. Um, I never really thought that this would have an audience, you know, it's a school project, but I told a couple people about it today, so if you're those couple of people, hi, <laughs> you're listening now, I guess. Um, it's kind of weird, but... Anyway, it's the Spider-Man episode, everybody. It's the Spider-Man episode of the Zero Stars podcast. And I'm not talking about Tom Holland, and I'm not talking about Andrew Garfield. We're talking about 2002 Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So, I'm very excited. Um, I'm sure you can hear. I've got the soundtrack playing in the background. Um, A little bit about the soundtrack. Um, I just wanted to say, Danny Elfman... Bro is so talented. If you don't know who Danny Elfman is, Danny Elfman is the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. He's like a super talented musician. And he's also the guy that plays Jack in Nightmare Before Christmas. So, totally nuts. You know, cool dude. But uh, I was watching a video the other night of uh, him at Amoeba Records doing a What's In My Bag video. Uh, They have a lot of those videos. So chances are, if you have a favorite musician, they've probably done it. It's a pretty cool video. It's just them running around the store buying records and saying why they bought them and how they influenced them. Uh, so yeah. Okay, well anyway. Uh, enough with the fun facts. But uh, yeah, it's the Spider-Man episode. I'm so excited. I love Spider-Man. I love this movie. I think everyone that grew up in the early 2000s has like a special spot for the Spider-Man movie. Even if you're a girl. You know, I feel like it doesn't matter. Spider-Man's Spider-Man. He's just cool. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's start with the summary, you know, as we do. So, we, uh, we get our boy Peter Parker. He is a senior in high school, just like us. I don't know if you guys have noticed, there's uh, a theme going on here of, uh, characters who are about to graduate high school. Um, so yeah, we got our senior in high school, Peter Parker. Uh, he's an orphan, no parents. He lives with his Uncle Ben and his Aunt May. Um, and he's going on a field trip. He is going on a field trip to some big bio lab somewhere, I think, and uh, there's spiders and genetically engineered stuff, and he's going there, and he misses the bus, and he's getting bullied, uh, and MJ's on that bus, and her uh, douchey boyfriend, Flash Thompson, is also on that bus, but anyway, Peter gets on the bus, and they go to the field trip place, and his best friend Harry shows up, and Harry's loaded, and his dad is Norman Osborn, uh, the owner of Oscorp, which is like a medical engineering kind of company. I don't know. Anyway, so Norman's there, and uh, he loves Peter because uh, he's somewhat of a scientist himself. (laughs) And uh, Peter's there, Norman's there, Harry's there, and Harry's jealous, but he doesn't admit that. So Norman's talking to Peter, and he's like, Peter, my beloved little orphan boy, if you ever want to come do something for Oscorp, you're a genius, you know? And Peter's like, oh, thanks, thanks, Mr. Osborne. And then they go inside. And MJ's there, and Peter's trying to get his move in, so he's like, Hey, MJ, can I take pictures of you for this school paper? And MJ's like, Oh my god, okay. <laughs> and so he does that, and he gets bit by a spider, and that's what he gets for trying. Uh, no offense to him, but, you know, uh, step up your game next time, champ. So he gets bit by this uh, genetically engineered spider, which means that he's got genetically engineered spider venom in him now. And he gets home after school, and he feels terrible, so he goes to go take a nap. And uh, that nap lasts all day and all night, 
And during his nap, uh, Norman Osborn, uh, our boy, he decides to, not decides, he has to, it's his job, he's at this meeting, and he's showing off his new tech at Oscorp, because he's trying to make, like, super soldier tech, uh, for the government, and this guy, he's there, and he's like, this sucks, this is stupid, and, uh, Norman's like, yeah, yeah, it's stupid, so he decides to inject himself with it, bro, bro shoots up with his little serum, and he starts dying, uh, and then he comes back, and he's insane, and he has, like, this split personality, and that is the birth of the Green Goblin. So now, Green Goblin's alive. Bro's flying around on his little guider, uh, guider, glider, he's got his little mask going, you know, he's, he's ballin'. So, Gobby's a thing now, and, uh, we move on, and Peter wakes up, and Peter's ripped now, so that's, uh, that's good for him, you know? He, he wakes up, and he's like, wow, MJ's gonna want this! And he goes to school, and he's at the cafeteria, and, um, MJ drops her plate, and he catches it with his little webs, and it's like a cool, crazy little scene of, uh, him just stacking stuff on a tray. And I remember looking it up, they had to do that, like, a hundred times. They had to take so many takes to get that right. And at that point, honestly, if I was Sam Raimi, I wouldn't have even kept it in. Because, like, no offense to the tray scene, but I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's just there. But anyway... So, he catches her stuff, and then sometime in between there, Flash Thompson, her, you know, boyfriend, gets mad. And he's like, hey, Peter, let's take this outside. So, Peter's like, um, okay. So, they go out to the lockers, and Peter kicks his ass. Flash does not stand a chance against this man. So, Peter's like, whoa, <laughs> what did I just do? And he goes home. And Uncle Ben is like, Peter, you can't do that, Peter. And he's like, okay. So then he goes out into the backyard, and MJ's there, and she's like, Wow, Peter, you beat up my boyfriend today. That was, like, kind of hot. And he's like, oh, thanks, MJ. And then Flash pulls up in his little car, and he's like, hey, MJ, come come, come get my car. And she's like, oh, okay. So Peter gets all mad, and he's like, damn, I need a cool car. So he's looking in the newspaper, and he's looking at cars, and he knows that nobody in his family can afford it. So he, uh, he joins, like, this wrestling tournament, and it says 3K for three minutes in the ring with Bonesaw. So he gets there, right? And, um, he's planning all night. He's making a costume. He's got a name. He's drawing himself. The Human Spider is what he goes with. And he pulls up, and, uh, they're pretty much, like, laughing at him. They're like, are, are you serious? You <laughs> want to get in the ring with Bonesaw? And he's like, yeah. So he gets in there, and Bruce Campbell, which is, like, the Uma Thurman of Sam Raimi movies, because Sam Raimi, back in the 80s, made this awesome movie called The Evil Dead, which I recommend you watch, and, uh, Bruce Campbell was, like, the main dude in it, so now Bruce Campbell's in every Spider-Man movie, he's the bouncer in Spider-Man 2, like, at the door for that, like, movie theater, or, like, not movie theater, like, the theater that MJ performs in, because she's an actress or whatever, and, uh, he's the announcer in this one, and he's like, your name's the Human Spider, and Peter's like, yeah. And he's like, that's so stupid. Everybody get ready for the amazing Spider-Man. And everyone's like, yeah, Spider-Man. And he's like, that's not my name. And he's like, shut up, get in the ring. So then he gets in the ring, and Bonesaw's there. And Bonesaw's played by Randy Savage. So if you guys like WWE, then, you know, Randy Savage. It's pretty cool. So he gets in there, and <laughs> and Bonesaw's like taunting this kid. And Peter is like, wait, 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 no, no, because they're putting a cage down, and he's like, I didn't sign up for this, I just want my money, and they're like, go ahead, do it, kill him. <laughs> so Bonesaw goes ham on him, and he starts beating him with a metal chair, but that isn't before that, um, P 
Peter decides to hop up on like a little uh, part of the cage and he's making fun of him and he's like did your husband buy you that outfit and Bonesaw's going ham he's getting all pissed and then the ladies from before that were screaming in uh, Peter's face as he was going down the aisle uh, they hand him chairs and he gets uh, clocked with a chair Peter and uh, he finally gets up and he kicks Bonesaw into the cage and that just takes him out in one hit even though Peter literally took like three hits to the head with a metal chair but anyway Bonesaw's down so he's going to get his 3k and he's excited and he's like hey I've come for my 3k and the guy in the office is like you can have a hundred bucks and he's like what what do you what do you mean and he's like yeah a hundred bucks so this guy comes in with a gun and he's like robbing this other dude and Peter just lets it happen because you know the guy gypped him he didn't get his money so whatever and then that guy goes on to shoot Uncle Ben. Yeah, Peter's uncle. Yeah, he gets clapped by uh, by this theft guy. And Peter comes outside, and he's, like, devastated. And he's like, holy, that is my uncle. That is my uncle lying dead in a puddle of blood on the ground. He got shot. Oh, my God, who did this to you? And they, uh, he runs off, and he finds the guy that did it. And he's like, I gotta kill him. I'm gonna do it. So he gets in his little uh, human spider suit and he kills him, which makes him like no better than um, than him killing Uncle Ben, I guess. But if Peter would have just stopped him the first time, probably would have been okay. So we see Peter's first like internal conflict here, and right before the wrestling match, Ben was telling Peter about how like with great power comes great responsibility. You know, you can't beat Flash Thompson's ass just because you can. You got to do the right thing. And he's like, shut up. You're not my dad. <laughs> so I'm sure he's feeling terrible about that conversation. But he uh, he gets out there and he goes home and Aunt May is devastated. He's devastated. And then he realizes that what Uncle Ben uh, had said to him was true. Like he really needs to do the right thing. If he's got these spider powers, he can't just, you know, keep doing death matches in cages and stuff. He's got to use it for good because he really could have stopped that guy, but he didn't. So he he wakes up. He has a little wake-up call. And while that's happening, uh, the Green Goblin strikes again. Uh, Norman had like a beef with that guy that said no to his little project. So he blows up their little military site and then he's pleased with himself. And um, after that, Hold on, I got it written down. I had to write this down because I'm senile. It's been a while. So, um, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, J. Jonah Jameson is in the picture now. <laughs> so, he's he's in the picture. He hates Spider-Man. He thinks he's a menace. And, uh, Peter is graduating now, which is going to be us in a month. You know. So Peter graduates, and him and Harry move in together, and then Harry starts dating MJ because why not and he's like sorry Peter you know I know you liked her or whatever but I'm I'm a terrible friend and you didn't make a move so <laughs> so Harry gets with MJ and Peter is broke he's got no job and Peter's like you know what I'm a photographer I'll take pictures of spider-man which is just you know spider selfies and he brings them to J Jonah Jameson and J Jonah Jameson is all like I want pictures of Spider-Man. Bring me pictures of Spider-Man right now. And then Peter's like, oh, okay. So he gets his little spider selfies. And he's having the time of his life. And he's making no money. <laughs> and then 
uh, Oscorp has a meeting, and that's the scene where <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, is sitting in the chair, and he's like, oh, you can't, you can't do this to me. Do you know how much I've sacrificed? And he's having, like, a whole meltdown in his little office chair, and it's so funny. I, I love quoting it. It's, whatever, it's funny. It's great. So he has a meltdown. And then the next day, there's, like, this event going on, like, this, like, parade or something. And all of the directors of Oscorp are there. And he hates them, obviously, because they just screwed him over. So he, um, kills all of them with a bomb. And MJ falls, and Spider-Man's got to save her, so he does. And that's the first instance we get of, like, Spider-Man saving MJ. And she, like, remembers that, and she's like, oh, Spider-Man kind of... So, they move on. And, um... Green Goblin is like, who is this Spider-Man loser, and why is he kind of cool? <laughs> so he runs off, and then Spider-Man saves MJ again later in the movie, like at night. She's getting like mugged, and he shows up, and she's like, who are you? And he's like, I don't know. And then they kiss, upside down. It's the thing, it's the upside down kiss, it's the iconic scene, they do it, they do the thing. So um, that happens, and then... Green Goblin gets all mad because he's like, I want to know who Spider-Man is. So he goes to J. Jonah Jameson, our boy, and he's like, Ah, who, who takes pictures of Spider-Man? And J. Jonah Jameson is like, I don't know. And then Peter's there, selling the guy pictures, obviously. And um, Peter puts on his Spider-Man suit, and he hops out the window, and he's like, Hey, Goblin. Hello, Mr. Goblin. And Green Goblin's like, Ah, it's you. It's Spider-Man. And... J. Jonah Jameson's like, ah, oh, I knew you were working with him. You're you're evil. And Spider-Man's like, shut up. So, Green Goblin gasses Spider-Man. And Spider-Man passes out. And then he takes him on this rooftop. And he's like, Spider-Man, join me, Spider-Man. And he's like, no, Goblin, you're, you're evil. I'm not like you. And he's like, you're a murderer. You know, I, I, I'd never do what you do. And then Green Goblin starts spitting bars. And he's like, oh, you know... They, they found you amusing for a while. They love you right now, but they ain't gonna love you. You know, the only thing that people love more than a hero is to see a hero fail. Join me, Spider-Man. And he's like, no. So then <laughs> Green Goblin walks over and slaps the back of his head. I, I don't know why I'm adding this. It's just so funny. He walks over, then he gives him, like, a slap on the back of the head. And then he just, like, casually starts resting with, like, his foot up against the wall like he didn't just slap this dude's head. Anyway, so that happens. And, uh... Spider-Man gets home, and the Green Goblin, the next, like, a couple, either the next day or, like, a day later, he stages, like, a burning building incident. He has, like, this whole thing where, um, he, like, burns down a building, and he pretends to be a little old lady, and Spider-Man breaks in there, and he's like, oh my god, do you need help? And then he's like, ah, it's me, Spider-Man! And he's like, oh! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Goblin is like, come on, Spider-Man, join me, Spider-Man, and he's like, No! So then the goblin cuts him, and he's got, like, this big cut on his arm now. So he, um, he's at Thanksgiving now with Green Goblin, but Goblin is just Norman, like, normal Norman, because he lives with Harry, and Harry's his son. And Peter's there with Aunt May and MJ, and he, Aunt May goes up to Peter, and she's like, oh, Peter, what happened to your arm? And she opens his, like, shirt up, and there's, like, a cut on his arm, and then uh, Norman gets really mad, and he's like, oh my god, Peter is Spider-Man, what the hell, and then he walks out, and not before he calls MJ, like, ugly, and he roasts her, and then Harry's like, dad, but, um, yeah, MJ gets mad and leaves Harry, because bro did not defend her honor, 
And uh, the Green Goblin is like on the prowl now. So he goes to Aunt May's house on Thanksgiving while she's praying in bed. Poor old lady. And he tries to kill her. And she winds up in the hospital and MJ shows up. And she's like, oh, Peter, you know, you're kind of cute. And he's like, oh, my my aunt's like dying right there. And she's like, yeah, but you're kind of cute. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then Harry walks in and he's like, oh, MJ, how could you do this to me? And she's like, sorry. Um, I don't really, I don't know Spider-Man's deal with MJ. You know, like, no offense to MJ, but like, she ain't picky. So, you know, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I don't know if she's the catch of the century, but yeah, moving on. So, um, yeah, Aunt May got attacked, uh, and now Green Goblin is like, yo, I'm, I'm sick of this dude. So, he takes MJ, since, you know, Aunt May lived, so he has to find some other hostage. So, he takes MJ, and then he has a bus full of children, and he's like, I'm gonna drop them both, Spider-Man, you pick one. And he's like, oh, man, she just said that she thought I was kind of hot, but, like, that's like a bunch of kids, but, like, I kind of, like, want her, so, like... So he saves both of them, and Green Goblin's like, nah, bro, what is this dude? Oh, my God. So he gets all mad, and he takes Spider-Man into this, like, abandoned building, and he starts beating the absolute bricks off of this dude, and he is just annihilating this poor kid. And Spider-Man is like, damn, okay. So then he gets blown up, (laughs) and they're just having, like, this superhero fight scene, and then Green Goblin's like, oh, Peter, it's me, it's Norman, you can't do this to me. And then Peter's like, Okay, and then Norman's, like, secretly getting his glider ready to, like, stab Spider-Man. And he walks out of the way because he's got Spidey sense. And then Norman gets stabbed by his own glider. And he's like, don't tell my son. So Peter's like, okay. (laughs) And then he takes his body and he takes him home. And he takes him back to, like, Harry. And he's in the Spider-Man suit and he's, like, standing over him. And he's, like, butt-ass naked for some reason. But, um, yeah, so Peter's there. And Harry's like... I hate you, Spider-Man. You killed my dad. How could you do this? And Spider-Man's like, I don't know. And then he just walks out. And the funeral happens. It's Norman's funeral. And Harry's like, I swear to God, I'm going to kill Spider-Man. I'm going to get my revenge on Spider-Man. I hate Spider-Man. And Peter's like, oh, (laughs) okay. And then he's like, not you, though, Peter. You're a great friend, Peter. I love you, Peter. If you were ever Spider-Man, though, oh, I'd be so mad. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then MJ comes up to him, and she's like, Peter, I love you, Peter. And she kisses him, and he's like, oh, but I I, uh, I, know I, I know I saved you from, like, the busted children. I can't. Because she doesn't know that he's Spider-Man, but he doesn't want to put her in danger again because, you know, Green Goblin tried killing her. So he's like, um, I don't like you. And she's like, what? What? And he's like, I don't want it. And she gets all mad, and she runs off. And now he's alone again. He's having, like, the worst time of his life. And that picks up in Spider-Man 2, when he's, like, broke and working a pizza job. But, you know what that means? Pizza time! It's the pizza time! You know, that's where the thing happens. So, alright. Yeah, that's that's my really poor summary of the 2002 Spider-Man movie. I promise I have something competent to say about this movie. I just really had to get that in there. Oh, Yeah. Filming one of these after school, man. My my brain is a noodle right now. So, that happened. The movie happened. The summary happened. Now it's time to talk about my thoughts on the movie. This movie is a masterpiece for its time. I just think, like, not only is it, like, one of the first superhero movies. Like, okay, scratch, like, the 60s Batman. Because those were, like, dog buns. No offense. But, like, 
this is like the first real superhero movie of our like generation and especially growing up in the early 2000s like this was nuts this was like turn of the century like crazy new new like special effects new everything Willem Dafoe was in it big names it's just like a crazy like like this is the talk of the town like this is the movie this is like the movie ever and my only complaint is that Tobey Maguire looks like 30 and he's trying to be 18 and it's kind of funny. Like, it works, but, like, I don't I don't know. I just think that's kind of funny. I just wanted to bring it up because, like, bro is literally, like, 27 grown-ass man, quarter-zip jacket with glasses, swooped over, like, comb over, and bro is, like, 18 and in high school. But I don't... That's just funny. So, that's my thoughts. Let's talk about the message of the movie. So, everyone remembers, you know, Uncle Ben being like, with great power comes great responsibility, Peter. And he's right. But, like, Peter, this kid never asked to be a hero. He never asked to get bit by this spider. And he's going through a lot already. He's kind of a loser. And, like, putting all this on a kid is just, like, a lot. And I feel like the message of this movie is that, like, yeah, he killed the guy that killed Ben, but, like, you can't do that. Like, with great power comes great responsibility, and you gotta handle that in the way that, like, he just has to mature. Like, this whole movie is just about, like, maturing, growing into your own, and, like, doing the right thing. Because, like, yeah, he messed up by letting that guy go, and it cost him Ben. But, like, he made up for it, you know? Like, it's never gonna bring Ben back. He's still gonna have to live with what he did. And when he tells Aunt May in Spider-Man 2, it is devastating. But, like, he just has to, like, kind of suck it up and move on. Like, nothing's gonna bring him back, but all he can do now is move forward and try and make things right, you know? And that's what he does, and that's, you know, good for him. So, I'd say the message of the movie is just, like, you know, not everybody's cut out to be a hero, but it's just what you make of it, you know? So, that's 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 the message. Change, being a hero, and, yeah. I don't, I don't know, it's a superhero movie, it's made for kids, it's cool, I love it. It's a great movie. Turn of the century. This this thing is like a staple. Like, every household has this on DVD. Like, you go into a thrift store and there's like four copies of this. Not because it's a bad movie, but just because there's like an abundance of them. Like, this movie is insane. The influence and the impact that it had was just... Wow. And that's... that's I guess that brings me into my next topic. The how it was received. This movie did so well when it came out. And like I said, it is a staple. Like, can you imagine, right... It's 2002, you're like maybe 15, 16, 17, even being a little kid, but but like most superhero like comic book things were like for older kids, like say like 10, 12, 11, whatever, in that age. So say you're like 17, you have a car, right? And a Spider-Man movie is about to drop and you and your boys go in there and you watch this for the first time. Can you imagine how nuts that must have been? Like, can you imagine how crazy that was? I just, I can't even like... I, I can't even fathom it. Just, like, this movie is such, like, a time capsule. It's just, like, such a... Ah, I love it. And, like, I'm not biased. This movie really did do great. And, like, it... I mean, the second one was great, too, but I just, like... I mean, the third one kind of flopped. But, like, this whole series as a whole, just, like... Sam Raimi knew what he was doing with Spider-Man. And he knew what he was doing with the Evil Dead, too. I just think the guy's talented. You know, he's got real storytelling abilities. It's just usually the third one where he falls off. But, yeah, I think the reception of this movie... You know how many kids were probably Spider-Man for Halloween that year? Like, I, I just... I, I can't say enough about this movie. This movie is awesome. So, 
this is this is a fun change, I guess, from the serious podcasts, but it does follow a theme. So the next two movies I'm doing, or at least two of the movies that I'm doing, period, are going to have more themes about kids, you know, ready to graduate high school, because that's what we are, man. You know, we got like a month left. What are we doing with our lives? We need movies to tell us what to do, but like, like I said, like I always say, don't, don't copy movies. You're not Spider-Man. Don't jump off a building. It's not going to work, pal. So, so that's, that's the Spider-Man episode, guys. I hope, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it brought back a little nostalgia. I hope it was funny. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys in the next one.